0: Welcome Welcome to the Best Friends
1: Best Ideas Podcast
0: With your best friends,
1: Adrian Suzuki Cruz
0: And Jen Amos And yes, yes,
1: we really are best friends
0: And have been for 20 years
1: Now living coast to coast Together, Together,
0: we are excited to share the best ideas On how to sustain healthy relationships With your best friend Or anyone you care about Now let's get on with the show Hey, best friend! How's it going? It is April 2nd, 2022, and I am going to share a new idea. It's called, are you a starter or are you a finisher? You helped me inspire this, so I'm going to start it because I'm a starter. And what do I mean by that? Well, I am a type of person, I'm not even sure if this well study out there. Obviously there's personality traits and all of that nature, but Jen had pointed out to me. I am very similar to her spouse where we are we have all these ideas and I do. I I don't know why, and it's just something that is a part of me. I love novelty, I love new things. I get really excited about it and then I just go with it. So anytime I learn something new, I kind of keep going and going and and just go with that new idea. And so that's why I was saying that like, oh, I feel like I'm like a novelty seeker. I just love new things, but I also like to start new things, especially at work. I like to start like a new project or start a new Excel sheet with (laughs) an idea that like I learned from a productivity hack or I start. Sharing everything to the team. But the problem that I have, there are pros and there are cons. And I think that's something that we should kind of clarify here is that being a starter and having all these ideas, I feel that like it's great because I'm constantly being able to try new things and go with it and apply it. But I never finish it. <laughs> a lot of times I don't like, I will finish it eventually, but Oftentimes, I find myself just like, I want to move on to the next idea. I don't want to finish this. I just like the idea that I started it. And so, I just know that, like we were talking, how you're more like a finisher. You'll take one idea, and uh, you stick to that idea, and then you finish it. You finish it so it's marked complete. And I'm the person who's like, nope. I'm like a goldfish or a dog. Like the first thing that I see is like, oh great, that's that looks cool. Is that a bone? Is that is that grass? You know. So, but like all these ideas are churning in my brain. And we had talked about this offline, but you said like I'm like, you kind of mentioned I was like kind of like the Niagara Falls, just flowing and flowing and flowing. You can't see anything, but it's just flowing with ideas. And I really appreciate that analogy because I really am doing that. But I wish that I can somewhat be a good finisher, which is something I don't like doing at all. It's like a weakness of mine. And it is also not to say that the finishers do have everything as well. I would like to obviously hear what you want to say about being a finisher, because that's what we've kind of concluded here, is that I'm a starter and you're a finisher. And from my understanding, you like to help those like myself who share an idea and finish with the idea or project or whatever that might be. But it's the same thing like right now. We're here about sustaining relationships. And sometimes I just unload all my ideas and my feelings to you that sometimes I don't reciprocate. And that's a different message about how to acknowledge other people when they're talking to you. But because my ideas just flow forever, unless with that self-awareness, I wasn't sure that I didn't know that I was just starting multiple topics so many times that you kind of helped me realize, like, hey, Adrian, can you just finish, you know, even listen to me and we can finish off before we do that or even how it's more related right now with this podcast. I generally have a lot of ideas, but uh, Jen has told me, like, I keep creating uh, newer episodes, but then she would remind me that, like, Adrian, we still have those three other ones that you opened up. And started, and you didn't close it off. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, I just totally forgot about it. So she helps me keep organized. But on the furniture side, it's more like you can correct me if I'm wrong, best friend, that you don't have as much ideas in a sense that how my ideas just keep flowing. And you like to just start, stay organized with like one thing at a time and then finish it and mark it complete before moving on. Which, you know, it again, has its pros and cons. So I would like you to elaborate on that and what your thoughts are on this. So, yeah, I'm just going to tee it up like that. And even to our listeners, as you're listening to this, let us know, are you more of a starter or are you more of a finisher? So, so best friend, let us know what it feels like to be on the finisher side. So again, there's no right or wrong for either one. I think it's just a part of our nature and our personalities. I forgot to mention one more thing is the only way that I've been able to finish most of the things that I do is by having someone who is a finisher, (laughs) like Jen, like my spouse who is a finisher who helps me complete my ideas or having an assistant at work who will finish everything that I've started or else like you'll never get done. So that's just my way of doing it. I'm trying to find better ways to do it for myself. So let me know, but I just felt like I really liked this topic and this idea. And yeah, throwing it off to you, best friend. Bye. Hey, best
1: friend. Even though this was my idea, I loved (laughs) that you started it. I love that you started recording for us. And I think it's a great example on who we are as individuals and who we are to each other and coming up with this like personality trait of if you're a starter or a finisher. And yes, I am happy to represent the finishers today. (laughs) So I want to start by just acknowledging some of the things that you shared. It's very interesting because, like you said, you're very right that you and my spouse are very much alike in regards to being what you term a novelty seeker. And you're actually the first person to introduce that idea to me. No surprise there. (laughs) But I do like that phrase novelty seeker because I think about my spouse and what like makes them inspired every single day. It's rarely ever the same idea that it was yesterday. And it's very frustrating, especially when I was I started working with my spouse. And the best way I can describe how it felt like, and this is what I would try to explain to people as I started working with them, like as we started to work with new team members and I was trying to explain to them and how they can work with my spouse because if our listeners don't know already, my spouse and I run a business together. So anyway, the way that I would describe it is, you know, my spouse is someone who actually I don't give this spouse a name, but for now I'm just gonna run with spouse. Maybe later on in the upcoming episodes I'll I'll give this person a name. <laughs> like how you have Maria. I, I haven't thought of thought of mine yet. <laughs> I actually already thought of it in my head, but I'm going to save it for later. So anyway, going back, the way that I would describe to people how to work with my spouse is imagine someone who has like a whole box of Legos and they take a set of Legos and they starting to build whatever they want to build with this, with these Legos. And the problem though, is that they have a whole other thing they want to create. So they leave that first project unfinished and they start a whole new different project. So they pull out more Legos out of the box, out of the toy box, and start to build this second idea, the second project. And then before you know it, they're like, oh my gosh, I have a better idea. And so again, they leave the second project, they go to the toy box, and they get more Legos, and they use those Legos to try to create something new. And before you know it, best friend, you have a whole room filled with Legos on the floor everywhere with unfinished projects, unfinished buildings, unfinished whatever they were working on. And here I come walking in looking at this mess. Of course, I am speaking from a finisher perspective. I understand that for a starter, it's a whole different perspective as you have explained in your recording. But for me, when I walk into this, it's draining. (laughs) Like I, I look into it and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a lot to clean up here. There's a lot to finish here. And part of like why it feels exhausting, and I want to make sure I explain this to advocate for finishers, is that here's the thing. When a starter has this idea, the finisher, such as myself, likes to latch on to that idea. We are drawn toward people who have like vision and hope. And optimism and excitement for life. But the point is that we tend to be drawn toward, you know, people who bring newness into our life. And so here's the double-edged sword. <laughs> so I think no matter what, whether we love or hate each other, you know, the starters and finishers are always going to eventually latch onto each other because the starter creates the idea, creates the hope, creates the excitement. And a finisher needs that. They need to have an idea to latch onto and advocate for. And finishers, get a lot of their satisfaction in helping a starter finish things. A finisher likes to almost feel like they can be a savior in a way as like egotistical as that sounds. But, you know, part of where that stems from. So now you were asking me a little bit about like, why am I a finisher? Why do I have this kind of personality? Well, it actually stems from a very traumatic experience in my life. My dad had served in the military and he was about to retire career. He was about to finish 20 years when he unfortunately went missing in sea when he was about 18 and a half years into his service. And this was already well over 20 years ago. Till this day, we don't know exactly what happened to him. We don't know if he purposely decided to take his life or if it was a freak accident or whatever, but someone like me grew up, you know, that, and that happened to me when I was 10 years old. So someone like me grew up with a ton of questions and a lot of unanswered questions. And so a lot of my life had been about like finding completion and so many other things. So the greatest example I can give for you, best friend, I know that you will appreciate this even to our listeners is Part of growing up, especially after I lost my dad, was I loved playing video games. And I didn't just love playing video games. Like I played the RPG games where like, it will tell you the percentage of completion, you know, like how much were you able to actually complete this video game? And so I remember I took a lot of pride whenever I would do 100% completion of these video games. Like I would study every, you know, game manual. I would look up every strategy you could find online, every manual like that the community of gamers would share just to complete, just to get that 100% completion. And I would find so much gratification in completing it. Now, here's the thing. Here's the problem that comes with finishing things sometimes is whenever I would finish a video game, and this is partly why I stopped playing video games, best friend. At the very end, once I complete things, it ended up feeling like a bittersweet victory because then it was like, oh, I'm done like there's nothing else there's nothing else I can get out of this game and sometimes I would go back and play the game you know I would go back and and try to do 100% all over again and then of course I would feel the same feeling again of like oh that's it I know every corner of this virtual world and I completed it and there's nothing else to do and the reason why I say this is this could be the problem that finishers tend to have such as myself which is that We are so fixated on completing something as if we'll find some kind of epiphany at the very end, as if we'll find like the secret to life or, you know, we'll we'll be able to heal our childhood traumas we'll be able to fill in the hole in our heart that we thought could be complete by completing this. So at the end of the game, you know, no matter how many times I would complete a game and then I would take a new game and a new game and complete it at 100%, it would feel empty. It'd feel bittersweet. And how this translates to real life is sometimes, you know, we latch on to an idea, and we try to see it to the very end, only to realize that, oh, there's nothing here. It's kind of like how they say in corporate America, it's like, hey, you may be climbing up the ladder, but you might be climbing up the wrong ladder, you know, you may be climbing up the wrong ladder of a company you don't even like. And that is the biggest problem of being a finisher is that we're more obsessed about completing things than looking ahead to see if this is even worth completing. And so I have learned, best friend, I have learned to find the balance between latching onto someone's ideas to trusting them, particularly my spouse, you know, to trusting them to pivot. Like if they say it's time to pivot, it's time to pivot. And as heartbreaking as it can be to pivot sometimes, in the long run, I usually don't regret it. I usually realize like, oh, I'm so glad that they made that heartbreaking decision. Because part of why I also say it's heartbreaking is because finishers like me buy into your hope, we buy into your optimism and excitement for life. And and we need that. And so we become emotionally invested. So when there's a new idea, it almost feels Like you've abandoned us. Not that that was ever your responsibility. I want you to be aware of that. But that's what goes on, at least for me. In a finisher's mind, is like, oh, I I put my heart into this. I advocated for you. I supported you. I I did everything I could to side with you. And then now you want to pivot. Like, what about me? And so it's a lot of that struggle of like, how do we find our worth? And for finishers, the worth comes in feeling like we can help other people. We can help people finish things. And so, like I said, I not only have I learned to trust when someone's ready to pivot, but I've also learned to trust my own ideas, to trust the things that I want to start. And I've had a lot of insecurity growing up, a whole other story for another time, where I was afraid to trust myself and run with my own ideas because of many factors that made me feel discouraged or, you know, impacted me in a way where it's like, wow, wow, it's hard to be a starter best friend. So I need to commend you, you know, for, for unapologetically failing forward and just showing up and trying something. Because I think that what a lot of finishers may not understand, at least for myself, is that it does take a lot of guts to start something because you are like disrupting your community, you know, your people who were already invested into another idea. But like, it's that courage that you take to start a new idea that people still buy into, you know, over and over and over again, because that's the one thing that I think we all look for in this world is hope and starters such as yourself give that hope. So kudos to you. (laughs) And also kudos to me, I'm not, you know, discounting anything that I'm doing because I am proud when I do get things done. Obviously, if we continued to record all the new ideas that you're doing here on the podcast, we would never publish an episode because we'd never complete an idea. So I think it's just trying to find the balance and knowing when to let go of things, when to like um, You know when, when to adv- when to latch on to someone's idea, when to trust them, when it's time to pivot or not. Like to say, hey, let's hold on, let's let's play this idea, let's play this project out just a little bit more. And last but not least, if I do have my own idea, if I want to start something, to be able to trust myself that I can finish it or I can run with it. So in wrapping up, I agree with you that there's nothing right or wrong or good or bad that you're a starter and I'm a finisher. I think we need each other, you know, obviously, like, finishers need starters ideas, and starters need finishers commitment and dedication to actually seeing things all the way through. So yeah, best friend, I'm so glad that again, even though this was my idea, I'm so glad that you started it, you started the recording. And I think this made for such a wonderful topic, I can't even believe that I'm already talking like, you know, almost 15 minutes into this, But it was a well worth discussion. And now I'm curious for our listeners. Of course, best friend, if you have anything else to add, feel free. I am curious for our listeners, as you hear us talk, are you a starter or are you a finisher? Or are you a little bit of both? We'd love to hear from you.
0: Hey, best friend. Thank you so much for your feedback. And I really appreciate everything you've said about what it is to feel how the personality trait of a finisher. And I really like the things that you've mentioned, especially I can relate with how your spouse is and how I am as a starter with these ideas. And you use the Lego analogy. I am so that person. I definitely like to... Grab a bunch of Legos and like start it up and then not finish the complete version of it. Or if I had to do one of those puzzle ones where you have to build it from scratch all the way to finish, I would probably never finish it. I just like to start it up because it's fun. And then I, you know, I give up, but <laughs> it's like that with the whole unfinished building that you were saying starters like us. We really love to just like, Oh, this is going to be cool. Let's do that. And so I could totally relate. Thank you for sharing about the whole thing about your dad. I didn't know like some of that stuff. So I learned something new every day from you, best friend. I didn't know that he may have gone missing in war or, you know, so- something else may have happened. I originally thought it was a freak accident, you know, but I, again, I know it was that feeling of an unfinished thing happening in your life so early on, uh, kind of like, had ingrained with some of the ideas of why you want to finish things, you know? And so I just appreciate that, you sharing that with us and to our listeners, to me and our listeners. And um I obviously could relate to the video game analogy. I do remember now as a side topic of you did play Final Fantasy X-2 with when it's just Yuna and the other girls. And you told me you'd done 100% completion, which is not easy to do. Uh, If anyone has played that game, that is not an easy thing to accomplish. There are so many monsters. And the reason you would want to complete it is to get that secret ending. And back then, you can't just go on YouTube and just watch secret endings like that you can do now. So you definitely need to complete it. And I think with a finisher mentality and personality that you have, I could see why <laughs> now you completed it all the way. My take on it as a starter is I only do certain things in a video games. When I'm playing video games, I like to learn the new move. I get the new weapon. I like to go to a new area that hasn't been explored yet. Like I'm doing all of those new things at once. And I will only do like a certain side quest from the main quest only if it's going to give me something new and adventurous thing to do. So definitely can relate to you there, best friend, with the whole video game analogy. And yeah, for me, once I finish the game, it's over, you know, sometimes I have, you know, nostalgic memories like, oh, I really miss and want to play that game again. But yeah, a lot of times I don't play a game more than twice at max if I ever do play a game. And so just this whole thing, I do appreciate you sharing the perspective of a finisher. And you gave me kudos of like a starter. You know, we have the ideas, we have the hope, we have the vision. And how that might be draining for you to just start ideas. On the other side, though, from a starter standpoint, it's so draining to finish things. And oh my gosh, it is so difficult to... When I start something and it's a project, like if I'm halfway through, I just want to give up and go to the next project. And that's why I need someone who is able to finish off (laughs) those activities when I'm not able to, you know, get my mind to do it. Of course, if I'm the only one that's responsible of finishing it, then I'll finish it. But I really just don't like doing that. And that's why I like to compliment myself with others who are able to finish or can push me to finish. Or, you know, and I'll get to that point very soon. But, yeah, you know, because, like, for you, you were mentioning how you like to latch on to an idea and go through it. Like, just like the video game analogy, you want to make sure you finish it. And someone like me and your spouse, we definitely were like, okay, great, oh, You know what? That idea is not as good anymore. Let's just switch it over. Even though you invested time as a finisher, time, effort, and now all of a sudden we switched our minds. Like, what's the reason? Is it important to switch? Why are we switching? And usually we don't have an answer. We just feel like it, oh no, it's time to move on to the next thing. Other times it is important to stop and think and then finish, uh, really, instead of pivoting. But there are times where there's necessary needs to pivot. So it's a hard balance, Uh, just like you said. It's going to be a hard balance. And I really like what you said to our listeners. I mean, are any of you guys a finisher or a starter? Again, or a starter or a finisher or a blend of both? And usually we gravitate towards one of those, you know, not to be black and white here, but like I said, I associate myself as someone who likes to start things and Jen likes to finish things. But best friend, I do have a question for you to follow up. Now that we've kind of talked about what it is to be a starter and a finisher and how you want to kind of get better at starting things, I just want to tell you like some of the things that I'm doing to get better at being a finisher. And I just like, because, you know, we, we can make the excuse that, well, I'm a starter, so I should never finish things. Yeah. Like I said, unless you have a million assistants that are going to finish everything for you, you're going to have to finish things. (laughs) And so, or you're going to, you know, have to make work really hard on making those changes. And here's some of the ideas that I've done to become way better at finishing things or becoming a finisher. And I usually associate finishing stuff as completion because I always have a lot of open tasks, open things, open projects. And to finish them, Literally, uh, setting deadlines, obviously, is a big one. It's always, it's in a lot of productivity books and from, set from gurus. So yes, setting deadlines really do help finish things up. For me, now I have my own schedule. Like I wasn't really actively using a calendar system, whether it's Outlook or Google. I'm using Google now and I wish I knew about doing this sooner. And it's just helping me, you know, in a way of why it's related to finishing... Because I can actually block off time to finish a certain project. And so I'll set it up there so that I'll know to notify myself to do that. Instead of starting on a new project and then getting overwhelmed, that I have a lot of things to, to not complete it. I obviously keep a to-do list. I have certain apps and certain things that I write down. And I, I just love the feeling of getting rid of all of those things in my way. Because in a way, it is kind of starting something, but it's also finishing something. Because it's like, oh, cool. I started it and I now can finish it with all these little fun tasks. So yeah, those are some of the things that I've done to become a better finisher in terms of personally what I can do in-house myself. If I'm going to say, again, if I'm going to externalize it to someone who and hand it off, definitely an assistant is really important to have. And they they have to be the type that wants to finish things. Or like you, best friend, having someone like what we've done so far with this podcast, like, you know, that I like to start the new ideas, but you like to help me finish it and remind me and help me with all the back end stuff. And you know, I want to learn all the things too. But I know that like, our strengths play on certain things. And I just feel that like, yeah, if you have someone that is a finisher, it just helps complement. Now, if it was me and your spouse, I think we would have Lots of ideas, but we would not finish anything and that would be a problem. So the way that I can see to balance it is to have someone who can balance that out and offset it. But if it's something internal, my recommendations is obviously having a a schedule, some kind of scheduler, whether it's Google Calendar or Outlook or anything or even external like Calendar where you could write it down. Having deadlines really, really help and having a to-do list so that it can escape the brain and then you can feel that like for us is if our ideas get stuck in our brain we want to dump it somewhere but once we dump it we can at least start you know hacking away at it so those are my ways of finishing and yeah i'd like to hear on your side best friend what what tips you have (laughs) yeah and then as far as becoming a starter since it comes naturally to me, I just will say, like, I'm not I'm not sure if you're asking for my feedback, but I just will say that on my side, when I have an idea, I just go with it and I start it and I just get excited about it. Even if it's like, seems like it's incomplete to even start the idea, just knowing that you can just do something about it. I think that's one way, because once you start to question your ability, that's when we don't start things, you know, the whole paralysis of analysis. So... That's just one thing. I have other ideas, but I just kind of wanted to leave it at, like, how can I become a better finisher? And then maybe I'll, I'll throw in another spinoff for you on the next recording. So thank you, best friend. And I'll talk to you soon. And I look forward to your advice. And to our listeners, I hope you're enjoying this. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. <music>
1: Hey, best friend. It's so great to hear from you. And I want to start by acknowledging that I know that you are describing your spouse as Maria. I thought I would go ahead and keep my spouse anonymous and I will call them Sam (laughs) and their pronouns are they and theirs. So I will be referring to Sam as I talk to you as well. I'm glad that you could definitely relate to the lego analogy. It's funny because I remember when I first shared this with Sam, they were pretty offended by it. (laughs) They couldn't understand my analogy. And now that I think about it, I can understand why Sam didn't understand (laughs) because, you know, Sam is forward thinking. And, you know, a novelty seeker, as you often describe so beautifully that, you know, to look at a room of Legos with unfinished Lego projects, I can understand or I can grasp how... That wouldn't look like unfinished business to you or Sam because you wouldn't be looking back. You wouldn't be taking a step back and looking at the entire room and looking at the stack of unfinished Lego projects. In fact, you may already be in another room. (laughs) So it's interesting how some analogies just don't stick and it is what it is. At the same time, I do appreciate that you really resonated with that Lego analogy Yeah. So that is very interesting that I guess I never really told you the full story of my dad, or maybe you had assumed that something had happened, but at least you know now that a lot of my drive to be a finisher comes from the unfinished business that I feel like I had with my dad. It's a long story. It stems back to even before my dad had gone missing in the military But I often describe losing my dad as like the straw that broke the camel's back, meaning like the final thing that kind of really solidified for me that I was going to start having a lot of unanswered questions in my life. At the time, I saw it as like just having a ton of questions and feeling lost and forgotten and not acknowledged. So the fact that I get to practice feeling seen and heard and acknowledged, especially by my best friend like you, has been a really gratifying experience for me. So I just want to thank you for listening to me in the way that you do. Also, I'm glad that you also enjoyed my video game analogy. I knew you would appreciate it. And yes, getting that 100% completion for Final Fantasy X2 is really hard. And I had played that game several times. Actually, I had played Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X2 several times because I was just like absolutely in love with Yuna and Titus's love story, or Titus. I don't know. Everyone always says it's either Titus or Titus. I don't know. They don't say his name in, in the game. So, how do we know? <laughs> but it's it's going to be an ongoing debate. But anyway, I was actually like extremely in love with their love story. And first Final Fantasy game that I absolutely fell in love with was Final Fantasy 8 with Squall and Renoa. Oh, I just like love. I loved their story. Looking back, though, I realized the reason why I loved their love story is because I guess I was attracted to aloof men, you know, like distant men that were kind of like reserved with their feelings. And, you know, I think a lot of that stems from the absence of my dad and so many other men in my life. But I guess I had always thought that I was going to be that Renoa, that, you know, very lighthearted, like openly loving girl to like open up a man's heart. I mean, fast forward to today. I have learned my lesson that is not healthy <laughs> to be that kind of person. But all that being said, I know I'm like going off track now. You just got me down a rabbit hole in regards to reflecting on the games that I used to play so obsessively. But in rapping, I think that is actually very interesting that you don't always play a game more than once. I guess it was important for me to like massage out that bittersweet victory of completing games. I felt like I had to play it again and again. So I think that is kind of a way of me demonstrating how much of a finisher I am and also how much of a starter you are, because like you said, you don't always play a game more than once. So anyway, I do appreciate you taking the time to, I wouldn't say like describe the negative part of being starters, more like what are the challenges of being a starter? And, you know, I completely understand when you said that. The hard part of being a starter is it's so draining to finish things, which is like so hilarious because I'm the opposite of you. Like it's so draining for me to hear a lot of ideas. <laughs> so we definitely are uh, complete opposites. And it's like you just want to go on to the next project and all that. So that's just interesting because, you know, for me, I'm just like, ah, I can't do that. And yeah, you were affirming how as a finisher, I like to latch onto other people's ideas. <laughs> And I think it's interesting how I do appreciate you kind of doing some introspection to understand like why you keep starting things. And sometimes there's not always an answer, but sometimes there is a clear answer. And I think for starters in general, you guys do like, and I think about this about Sam as well, my spouse, how they can just like look ahead and whether they're paying attention to the latest news or politics or What's going on in our industry that we work in, they are the ones to, let's say, like climb up to the highest tree, looking at what's ahead. And so someone like me is at the bottom of the tree, just trying to make sure that there's no like enemies coming by in case uh, someone wants to cut down the tree that Sam has climbed up on to see like, you know, the bigger view, the more broader view of of what may uh, lie ahead. And so, yeah. So anyway, that's my thoughts on that. And I like how you shared some tips on how you as a starter can finish things better, despite how it's so draining for you to do it. I like your tips on deadlines and having a calendar and a to-do list. I think that's amazing. Now you're asking me, like, what are my tips to starting better? And actually, believe it or not, I love starting new things. In fact, I actually have a hard time saying no to start new things. Like, for example, when you had proposed to um, do this podcast, I thought, well, yeah, I mean, if I want to stay in touch with my best friend, that makes logical sense. And, you know, I think just like with you and Sam, I love the feeling of newness that comes from starting things. And so, you know, it's not that I don't start things, but ironically, you know, my response to starting new things is that even before I start something new, I have to assess like what I haven't finished yet and I have to like assess my workload. But, you know, I'm a novelty seeker in my own way. Like if I see this shiny object and I feel like it's something that's going to make me feel good about myself or it's a great opportunity, you know, I definitely go with my gut feeling to start something as well. The other thing I thought I'd share is that part of why I feel compelled to finishing things is because I don't always know when to stop. (laughs) And sometimes I feel like I have to hold on to something because it feels familiar at this point. And so if anything, I have a harder time letting go of things. And so I have a harder time like learning to end things. And so a really good book that I have come to love that maybe our listeners will really appreciate, especially if you have if you're like me and you have a hard time finish, like you have a hard time ending things instead of finishing them, like maybe you feel compelled to finishing things all the way because whatever reason, but maybe sometimes you just have to kind of cut your losses and quit while you're ahead or quit before the ship like fully sinks. (laughs) A really good book that has really helped me make hard decisions and to let go of my compulsiveness to finish things is this book by Dr. Henry Cloud, which is titled Necessary Endings. And let me tell you, I started reading this book, I think back in 2014, 2015, and I was with my college ex or my college boyfriend, best friend, you know who I'm talking about, the one that I was with for many years. And the thing is, like, in my mind, in my heart, in my mind, I had never found it in me to end anything with my college boyfriend for various reasons. But, you know, our relationship did start to become more complacent and i started to feel like they weren't valuing my time and so i started reading this book and if it wasn't for this book necessary endings by dr henry cloud which by the way it's advice for your personal and professional relationships so it's great but if it wasn't for this book i wouldn't have seen like how much i was actually hurting our relationship by staying with him then i was helping it And so I realized the best way to help both of us individually was to break up with him. And unfortunately, that didn't end well. But hey, it was a necessary ending. And it was one of the hardest decisions I had to make. And I'm so glad that I did it because I know that they are living a better, happier life with someone new. And so am I. And how sad would it have been if we had robbed each other of that experience to fall in love again? So, yeah, I mean, I can't say that I have like the best tips on starting because, you know, similar to you, I could be a novelty seeker in my own way, but I do think that a tip to get started, but this is more like a finisher response is to assess your workload is to assess your bandwidth. And even if you don't know it fully, it's okay to get started on something, but just know when to call it quits. And, you know, one of the other examples I have to give is that last year in the midst of my travels, when Sam and I were or when we were given the 30 day notice to move out of our house. And so for six months, we were living out of Airbnbs. And in the chaos of all of that, I had been invited to take on a position at this nonprofit. And because it had made me feel good, it made me feel purposeful it made me feel safe. I decided to take on this role. But six months later, actually back, yeah, just a couple months ago now, earlier on this year, I made the necessary ending to call it quits because it turned out that the work I was starting to do with the nonprofit was very overwhelming. And on top of that, the team I was working with, although the team I worked with was great, it was more like with the founder. I just clashed a lot with them. And they were causing me more stress than I was admitting to myself. And so when I started to like... Realize how unhealthy it was for me to continue to be with this nonprofit. I really had to have that necessary ending. And, you know, I could easily have felt embarrassed about that, thinking, oh my gosh, like I was trying to, I like sold this big vision early on when I joined the nonprofit. And I was like really gearing up and teasing our community on all the great things that this nonprofit's gonna do in 2022. But 2022 came, I got settled in my new place. I got an office. I started to like be rooted somewhere and it got me to realize like how unhealthy it was for me to continue on with this nonprofit. So that was a really huge lesson for me. And that was a recent lesson for me to acknowledge, like, you know, just because you start something and I know, you know, this, but this is something I continue to have to learn for myself. It's like, just because you start something doesn't mean you have to always finish it. And you know what? Like, even though I was only with them for six months, I finished in the way that felt right for me. Sometimes finishing something is not going to take the length that you may have expected. Sometimes finishing something is going to take a shorter time span than you may have anticipated, and that is completely okay. Not everything is meant to last for a long time. Not everything is meant to last for months or years. Sometimes things are just meant to last for a couple of days, weeks, or even a couple of months. Um, and so that's definitely something I had to learn. And that's it, best friend. That is all I have to share. Very curious to hear your thoughts if you have anything else to add. If not, I'll just, you know, happy to wrap it up here. Would love to hear from our listeners. Do you consider yourself a starter or a finisher? Please let us know by listening to the outro of this episode so you can know how to contact us because we would love to hear from you, hear your thoughts. And yeah, and we look forward to hearing from you. you.
0: Hey, best friend. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything that you shared and I'm glad that you found a name for your spouse as Sam. And I think that's really funny because I have so many things to think about Sam. And I know we talked about earlier how Sam has this non-binary name for Siri and Alexa now that's being kind of going around. So using they, them, there. So, I really appreciate you creating a name for your spouse. Like, my spouse is going to be Maria, like we've talked. So, I just appreciate you sharing. Another thing about just Sam as a a side conversation is, reminds me of like the whole Dr. Seuss, you know, the green eggs and ham, Sam I am kind of thing. (laughs) So, we weren't sure if he's a, or they, or them, or, you know, it was, what is that thing? (laughs) So, Sam. But yeah, thank you for that. And I I do, again, appreciate you sharing me about your dad's situation and how it it relates to you. It's not easy to share that thing to the world. And it's also very personal. So I just appreciate you just letting me hear that and letting our listeners hear that and how it's kind of been a part of you to complete unfinished business. So thank you. (laughs) And I appreciate your tips. I would like to clarify that I had originally asked, not for your starter ideas, because, you know, that's what I do. I was kind of kind of curious on what tips you can give for a finisher like yourself. Like, how do you finish things better? And in a way, you actually kind of answered it for me. And it was kind of like a starter-finisher kind of answer. And I just appreciate the tips that you've provided us, like the Unnecessary Endings book. I definitely will check that out. And just the title itself, necessary endings, is very intriguing. And then I like how you said to assess my bandwidth (laughs) or assess your bandwidth. And I just appreciate how, yeah, sometimes just trying to process that myself and how it kind of relates to how you said, like, sometimes you just don't need to finish things, you know, and it's okay. So sometimes I do feel like, ah, when I didn't complete something, I just feel kind of like, Again, it's draining to finish, but certain things don't need to be finished, you know. And so I appreciate you just sharing that with us and our listeners and the tips that you've provided. But I really like that idea because, you know, we create best ideas <laughs> or in ideas in general. But I originally had thought that you would want to finish this off because you're a finisher and I'm a starter. But I also want to practice myself on getting better at that. So I'm going to finish off this recording for our listeners. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, let us know in the comments and then, you know, we'll put everything in the show notes, but let us know if you are a starter or if you are a finisher, or if any of these tips have helped you become a better starter or finisher, or if you're a blend of both. We just like to hear what you guys have to say, and we hope you like everything that you've heard so thank you best friend and i'll talk to you soon bye
1: thank you for listening to the best friends best ideas podcast with your best friends adrian suzuki cruz
0: and jen amos
1: We hope that today's conversation gave you the best idea
0: on how to sustain a healthy relationship with your best friend or anyone you care about.
1: If you enjoyed our show, be sure to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. You can also support us
0: by buying us a drink at buymeacoffee.com
1: forward slash B-F-B-I as in Best Friends, Best Ideas Podcast. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash B-F-B-I. B-F-B-I
0: podcast. Lastly, if any of our ideas have helped you in any way,
1: we'd love to hear about it at at bestfriendsbestideas@gmail.com.
0: We'd be happy to give you a shout out
1: in an upcoming episode. Until next time.